every day on our way to Mamá's Gloria, Pancho and I sway to our city's music. Past the cafe, the panaderia, and the libreria, we cross paths with friends and sounds. We stop with the homing radio at El Mercado. We skip to the beat of the revving carts and the clanking bikes and spin with whistling camote and skittic hearts. We twirl with the jingling of the cylindreros organ as he greets us with a cheerful, ¿Cómo están? And leap to the sound of friendly barks at Pancho's favorite park. But today, my city rumbles. As mi ciudad shuffles out of sync, Pancho races toward me, but I freeze. My pounding heart becomes the loudest sound. The tempo pauses. And for the very first time, our city becomes silent. You're listening to the Here We Read podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating diverse and inclusive books for kids and adults. I'm your host, Sharnae Gordon, your fellow reader and book lover. Today's guest is author Cynthia Harmony. Cynthia is an author and educational psychologist originally from Mexico City. She has published for the educational market and was awarded the 2020 We Need Diverse Books Mentorship. Her debut picture book, Mi Ciudad Sings, is a Junior Library Guild gold standard selection. Her board book, Our World, Mexico, published by Barefoot Books, will release in the spring of 2023. Her upcoming picture book, A Flicker of Hope, will be released simultaneously in English and Spanish in 2024. When not writing, Cynthia can be found in a museum with her kids, dancing to a Latin beat, daydreaming of tacos, or planning her next family trip. Cynthia's books explore themes of community, friendship, family bonds, art, and joy rooted in her heritage. After a few bookish headlines, you'll hear from Cynthia Harmony. Buckle up. It's going to be a fun ride. For this week's Bookish Headlines, let's talk about the Children's Institute. It's an event that brings together children's booksellers from across the country. The next event will take place in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, from June 5th through the 7th of 2023. It will be the 11th annual Children's Institute event. And this will also be the second in-person Children's Institute since the pandemic. In other book news, Book Riot recently released a list of children's books that they refer to as the best children's books of all time. I want to know, when you think about the best children's books of all times, what kinds of books come to mind? Do you immediately think about older books and classics, 
Or do you think about newer books that better represent today's children and our world? Some of the books that were topping the list from the Book Riot list were titles like Goodnight Moon, The Very Hungry Caterpillar, A Wrinkle in Time, A Light in the Attic. And then some of the newer releases were books like Brown Girl Dreaming and Your Name is a Song. So again, I want to know, when you think about books, what books would you choose as the best children's books of all time and why? If you'd care to share, you can always email me at herewereadpodcast at gmail.com and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. That's it for this week's Bookish Headlines. Welcome back to another episode of the Here We Read podcast. Today, I'm joined by Cynthia Harmony, and she's going to talk to us about her picture book, My City Sings, which is also translated in Spanish. I will let Cynthia introduce herself, and we can get to know a little bit more about her and her book. Cynthia, welcome to the show. Hi, Shanae. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks for saying yes. All right. I want to jump right in and get to know you a little bit more. So why don't you start off by telling everyone a little bit more about you, about your family life, your background, anything that you feel comfortable sharing? Of course. So my name is Cynthia Harmony. I'm from Mexico City. I grew up there. I went to school there all the way to college. I went a little bit to college in Spain as well. And then I went back there for my master's. So my degree is in psychology and then my master's in education. So that's pretty much my background. And from there, I went to work in museums first. So I worked in children and science museums, uh, just from everything from creating the content, the concept for the exhibit and the content, uh, learning guides. And that was a lot of writing for kids that I started to really like, um, from that moment. And then we went to create a lot of, uh, museums, uh, all around Mexico. First, I started working in Mexico City with one of the biggest museums, I think, in Latin America. It's called Papalote Museum. And from there, we, they just started asking for brand new museums all over. So we started doing that, even one in Texas, and, and then collaborating with other museums all around the world to create traveling exhibits. And I just really like all that aspect of creating for kids. And from there, I went to, to study in Spain, like I was saying, my graduate studies. And from that research, I decided I wanted to use it for books. So I I published the first textbooks in, in Mexico with that research. And then from there, I, I went into the educational market and uh, published Level Readers when, when I moved here to Arizona. And then I also just fell in love with children's books. And I, I knew I wanted to to write picture books as well. And so that became a goal later on. And then I I finally have my debut right here. Yay. So where did this, the idea for the book come from? So it's it's really interesting because, like I was saying, I, I grew up in Mexico, and this is a story about what happens after an earthquake. And when I was in 1995, I was a really young kid, and 
It was one of the biggest earthquakes to hit the city. It was devastating the aftermath. And I, even though I was really young, I do have a lot of memories from that time. So I kept those. And then in 2017, there was another earthquake. It wasn't as big, but it was also, there was some devastation. And what happened is that people really came together. Like all the neighbors that didn't wait for the official, you know, rescue efforts, they just started helping right away. And it was just this outpouring of generosity. And I was really inspired by that. And I really wanted to, to bring it into a story. So I took my memories from, from when I was a kid and then from this recent experience. And then I just put it into, into this book. Right. And it's so well done. And I love, I love the, the way the words and the illustrations kind of work together to make this beautiful, you know, an inspiring picture book. So why don't you read a couple of pages to give everybody a little bit of a taste of the book who may not have read it. And I'll let you start wherever you feel comfortable. Sure. Absolutely, it'll be my pleasure. So this is Miss Yuat Sings, and I'm going to begin from the first spread. I just want to mention that even though there's two editions, the English and the Spanish edition, the English edition has a lot of Spanish words sprinkled throughout because I wanted to give that sense of what it's like to be in the city and what it, what it, you know, very authentic feel to it. So, so you will listen to that. Okay. Every day on our way to Mamas Moreria, Pancho and I sway to our city's music. Past the cafe, the panaderia, and the libreria, we cross paths with friends and sounds. We stop with the homing radio at El Mercado. We skip to the beat of the revving carts and the clanking bikes, and spin with whistling camote and skittic hearts. We trill with the jingling of the cylindreros organ as he greets us with a cheerful, ¿Cómo están? And leap to the sound of family barks at Pancho's favorite park. But today, my city rumbles. As mi ciudad shuffles out of sync, Pancho races toward me, but I freeze. My pounding heart becomes the loudest sound. The tempo pauses. And for the very first time, our city becomes silent. Mm. So good. And of course, you know, at the time of this recording, there was a, a hurricane, you know, that just kind of devastated lots of, you know, Florida and some other places. But, you know, this is all about rebuilding. How do you, how do you rebuild after something like that? How do you find the strength? So you, you've experienced this, you know, this most recent earthquake. How, how did you find the strength and, and how did you see other people in Mexico City finding the strength to kind of rebuild and, and keep going? So what I've experienced and what I wanted to share with this story is that the strength comes with community. It actually comes when we join others because when we're alone, it just feels like this sadness overcomes you. Like it's just, you feel powerless sort of, like you don't know where to begin. And then when you join others then you start, they, they pull you in to this strength and then you, you, yeah, you feel like you can really overcome the fear or, or the sadness and, and you really have a purpose. So I, I wanted to bring that aspect to it. The community is really the key to me. 
That's it. It's the community is the key. How did you hook up with the illustrator, Teresa Martinez? Was she assigned to the project or did you kind of know her and ask her to get involved? Right. I, I didn't know her from before. It was the publisher's idea because they wanted to have a Mexican illustrator as well because this story is set in the city. So they wanted someone that had that um, lived experience. So they contacted her and she was she was able to take the project on. And, and we're so lucky because it really turned out wonderful. Right. And what was that experience like working with with her? Have you guys met in person or... No. We have not. We have not. And I, I would love to. She lives in Puerto Vallarta. So maybe one day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you working on any more projects, any more books that you can I, share? Yes. So I have a, a board book coming out spring next year. That's with Berkeley Books. And it's about, it's a series called Our World. And it's the book that's for Mexico. So okay. it's the the day in the life of a preschooler basically in Mexico so what what is that like and and yeah we're I think we're at almost at the it's almost ready to be sent out to the printers and and it's so so cute it's it's also Mexican illustrator her name is okay. Claudia Navarro and she lives in Mexico City so that's that's exciting and then I have another picture book coming out called A Flicker of Hope and that's with Viking and that I, it was set for two 2023, the end, but I think it's going to put, be pushed back a little bit to 2024. So that's coming later. And that's the illustrator is Devon Holsworth. And it's a story about a monarch, monarch butterflies and mm-hmm. the Mexican reserve. And it's, it's a parallel story about how the, the butterflies travel to Canada to migrate in, in the winter. And also how a little girl says goodbye to her dad. Her dad goes also for work travels for work to the north migrates and then she's expecting him to come back with the butterflies yeah in the oh that sounds in the fall. that sounds beautiful yeah wow so what are you doing when you're not writing or thinking about ideas for writing what are you doing what do you like to do in your spare time for fun so i've i i let i love dancing so it's always been a big part of my life going in mexico city it's just part of the culture like just yeah it's part of every everywhere parties and and going out at night and you know as a young person it's just part of it and I love it and I missed it so much that when I moved to Arizona I just I just had to keep that going so I I took Zumba classes Mm -hmm. and I became an instructor because I was like I want to choose my music to to teach so I did that for a while and I still do that just for fun just go to classes and I do yoga as well that's that's always been really big for me actually like so my there's this yoga teacher of mine in Mexico City who I went with for years and then he's he's in the book in in the author note because Mm -hmm. he his yoga studio and his house were damaged during the earthquake oh no yes and he's he was really important to me through all those years so I I love yoga I love doing that um dancing and just traveling is my thing i just love going back to mexico whenever we can we just bring the kids you plan something either the city or 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 a beach or somewhere we just always love to go back yeah yeah how many you have you just said kids you have children i have two kids i have a 10 year old daughter and a seven year old son yeah Yeah. what has there been what has their reaction been to the book 
they they're really happy. They enjoy they really enjoy the part of going with me to the events to at the stores and stuff like that. But that, like I think it just became normal. Like they're not like like super impressed or shocked. It's just like part of like okay, so it's another book event. Let's go right. <laughs> but they're really. I think they're really happy and I'm proud. Yeah. And what has been the the feedback from, say, you know, people in, I don't know, have you brought this book to Mexico City yet or? So not yet. And and I want to, that's, you know, part of something that I'm really hoping to, to do in the future. So that's something that we're working on with the publisher right now because it, we do have a Spanish edition. So hopefully at some point, maybe next year. We can, I can also like when distribution is set for this book, then maybe we can set up some events and I would love to go to the city and visit bookstores and, and read these there. Right. I, I could imagine that it would be pretty popular there and people would probably love it. So I'm just really excited for you. You know, this is your debut picture book. And you talked about your, your background as, did you say psychologist? Yeah. So are you still doing that or are you a full-time writer now? So as educational psychologist, I still take some freelance projects. Like I think the beginning of the year, is it was still at some museum projects, but I'm mostly doing books right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, your book should definitely be on display in, in the museum that you, you worked at before, if it's not already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. Cynthia, it has been such a pleasure to chat with you. Is there anything else that you'd like to share that we didn't talk about? Just how I think that the last thing that I would just want to add is just how exciting it is for me to have a story that represents my community. And, and sometimes there's not a lot of that, but shine a positive light into this community. So I'm so happy to to be able to do that. Yeah. And we need that so much right now. I mean, just with the state of the world. So it's just such a pleasure to read your book, you know, and I love the community aspect of it. It's just a really well-written and illustrated picture book that I really enjoy. So thank you for creating it. Thank you. And I also want to say thank you to you for all your your work. And it's really needed to highlight all these stories. So thank you so much. Sharon. Oh, you're so big fan. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Cynthia. Chat soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Now it's time for your 30-second book review. Dance has always been a part of Rhea Thundercloud's path. In her debut picture book, professional Indigenous dancer Rhea Thundercloud tells the true story of her path to dance and how it helped her take pride in her Native American heritage. At four years old, Rhea Thundercloud was brought into the powwow circle, ready to dance in the special jingle dress that her mother made for her. As she grew up, she danced with her brothers all over Indian country. Then Rhea learned more dance styles like tap, jazz, and ballet, but she still loved the expressiveness of indigenous dance. Despite feeling different as one of the only Native American kids in her school, Rhea always knew that she could turn to dance to cheer herself up. Check out the picture book, Finding My Dance, 
by Rhea Thundercloud. It's a great read for any time of the year. Recommended for ages four to eight and up. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to tune in next time for another great episode. If you enjoyed today's show and if you feel inclined, please be sure to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And if you'd like, you can leave me a review. Until next time, my friends, keep reading. Thank you for listening to the Here We Read podcast. Music by Emily Arrow and DCQ Beats. Produced by me, Sharnay Gordon, with Switch and Board. Editing by Switch and Board. Switch and Board.